Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi! Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Semifinals. Let's do it. Been working towards this all season long. Some of our seasons are going to crash and burn today, and we'll realize what a waste of time all of this was. Uh, just, you know, spent all this money all season long to have our hopes and dreams just shattered. Maybe some of them have already been shattered if you played Lamar Jackson on Thursday night or played against Lamar Jackson on Thursday night, like I did. Find myself in a semifinal where I played against Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. I'm already down 57 points, and we haven't even uh, haven't even played a snap of football in my lineup yet. So, what do you do in that situation? Well, you uh, you have to change up your lineup. You know, when you have a uh, safe running back like Marlon Mack, even though he's got a tough matchup on paper. Like, normally you would be able to just plug him into your lineup and you know he's going to get you, you know, 18 carries, maybe 60, 70 yards, and and a shot at a touchdown. Like, that's a pretty safe play. But you can't do that this week. Not when you're down by this much already. Not with the season on the line. You got to go for the boomer bust guys. It sucks. Trust me, I know I'm in the exact same situation, but that's what you got to do. We got to we got to try to find those guys that have potential for like 150 and two touchdowns today. So that's what we're going to do all show long. Got tons of matchups and we're going to figure out how we can overcome this deficit that Lamar Jackson has already given us. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. The New England Patriots at the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't see how you could trust Sony Michelle at all in this game. I was just talking about you got to play those boom guys and avoid the bust guys. But Sony Michelle, to me, this is a game where I guess if he's ever going to have a productive game again this season, he could easily have 25 carries in this game. The problem is he hasn't been getting carries at all. He only had five carries last week. James White's just the starting running back now for the New England Patriots. He's been getting all of the handoffs for the most part. Uh, Brandon Bolden's just been in the mix for whatever reason. But James White's the pass-catching guy. He's got touchdowns. Uh, He's been their guy recently because he's the only running back they have right now who's been productive with any type of consistency. So so James White's in play today for me. I don't see how, especially if you played against Lamar Jackson on Thursday night, I don't see how you can put Sonny Michelle in your lineup with any type of confidence because... Yeah, he might wind up having 25 carries in this game because you could run all over the Cincinnati Bengals, but he could also wind up playing like 10 snaps. That's that's a little too risky 
for me. So I, I'm avoiding him. I, I will play Julian Edelman. I, he's the target monster in that lineup. Although the Bengals' pass defense is actually better than people are giving it credit for. I've talked about that uh, multiple times in the last few weeks. Everybody assumes, oh, Cincinnati, they're awful. They're a one-win team. Yes, they're a bad football team, but their pass defense has actually been all right. So I'm not starting Tom Brady, but I will still put Julian Edelman in my lineup. Uh, you can't start any Bengal, really. I, I mean, you can put Joe Mixon in your lineup, I suppose, because he's been a legitimate workhorse lately, and he's coming off of his best game of the season, but the Patriots' defense is still elite. The run defense is still one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Pass defense is still as shut down as you will find. They've only allowed three wide receiver touchdowns all year long. Um, you can't trust any Cincinnati Bengal, really. I mean, Mixon's the only guy, and you're just hoping that they get a situation where he can get, like, a goal line touchdown because I think that's the only way he'll salvage any any type of production today. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. Lions have given up six 300-yard passing games this season. Jameis Winston, even with the uh, bad thumb, I think has to be a lock in your lineup, right? He, he's been fantastic for fantasy purposes. I mean, he's still... Liable to turn the ball over six times in a game. But if you're in a uh, fantasy league that doesn't penalize heavily for those turnovers, you'll take that 350 and four touchdowns that he seems to throw every week now. Um, for some reason, I am a little cautious about this game, though. No Mike Evans, so Chris Godwin's obviously a lock in your lineup. I, I, I don't trust OJ Howard. I don't trust Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones. I'm not starting any of those guys in my fantasy semifinal with my season on the line. Obviously, you're putting Chris Godwin in the lineup, but I'm a little cautious because I, I was talking to uh, my friend about it yesterday, and I don't know why, what it is about this game, but this just feels like one of those games where Jameis Winston, he should be in for a nice game. The Lions are bad. The Lions secondary hasn't been good all season long. But it feels like one of those games where Jameis is just going to wind up th having like six turnovers, throwing one touchdown, and having like two 250. A and he just all of a sudden he's a big letdown and he really disappoints you and you lose your fantasy matchup. I, I don't know why. It's just, it's just, I can't get it out of my head. It's all I've been thinking about when it comes to Jameis Winston over the last couple of days. It is a nice matchup. For the Detroit Lions, but I mean, you can't really trust David Bluff or Bluff, however you say his name. Still not going to learn it. There's no reason for me to. But I think you can't start Kenny Galladay in this game. Kenny Galladay still found a way to be productive without Matthew Stafford throwing in the football. Had the big game on Thanksgiving. Caught another touchdown last week. Kenny Galladay, I think, can still be in your lineup. Uh, Bo Scarborough is questionable, but the Bucks' run defense has been elite all season long, so you can't play anybody else in this game. The Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Mitch Trubisky is just a better fantasy option than Aaron Rodgers. I'm serious. He's got three straight very productive fantasy games. He's still not a good real-life QB, but uh, he's got these hot stretches. He, he, and that's really been the story of his career, I, I guess. The uh, Packers' pass defense is actually really good, though, so you don't, you don't trust Mitch under any circumstance in your fantasy lineup. I don't care how productive he's been lately. Uh, Allen Robinson should be in your lineup, though. He's got four touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, he's the he's the clear-cut top target in the offense. 
And Anthony Miller has been getting a ton of looks in this offense. Really, as Mitch has played better, it's really since he started involving Anthony Miller more in the passing offense, Mitch Trubisky's production has gone up. So Anthony Miller is a talented player. He was a second-year wide receiver that we had high hopes for. He was getting drafted as a sleeper. And then for whatever reason, for half the season, he just was not involved in the offense at all. He finally is. All of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky's playing better. I still don't want to risk putting Anthony Miller in my lineup today, but he's out there. If he's available and you're desperate and you just need something, I, I think Anthony Miller is a, a reasonable option. I think he could do worse than Anthony Miller. Uh, David Montgomery, he's the clear-cut workhorse in that backfield now. He's been getting a ton of work. Uh, he hasn't been that productive with all of the work, but the Packers' run defense has been bad all season. He's a guy that you can play. Don't play Tarek Cohen. Aaron Rodgers, bad last week again. Bears haven't allowed more than two passing touchdowns in a single game all season long. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers at all this week. I know Rodgers still crushes the Bears. like that. That's the thing. That's how you could talk yourself into this matchup. If you're still alive, though, you're alive not because of Aaron Rodgers, so I'd rather take a chance on somebody else than put Aaron Rodgers in my lineup and have him do what he did last week and throw for, like, 195 and one touchdown. Uh, Devontae Adams has really struggled all season long. Uh, he's only got a few fantasy-relevant games. The defense is just going to double-team him all game because no one else in this offense really does anything outside of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. The Bears have been getting burned by running backs, so you think that should mean good things for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But hang on, they just activated Akeem Hicks from IR. He is their run stuffer. He clogs up the whole middle of that defense. I, I think that it's going to hurt Aaron Jones and it's going to hurt Jamal Williams upside today. Texans at Titans. The best cornerback for the Titans, Adoree Jackson, is out in this game. Deshaun Watson, a must start. Titans pass defense wasn't particularly strong even when Jackson was in the lineup. So I love Watson today. DeAndre Hopkins, of course, in your lineup. If Will Fuller goes, he's also in my lineup because he's one of the biggest boom options you'll ever find. So we need those players in our lineups today. Remember, that's going to be the theme of the entire show. We're looking for those guys who have potential to break off 90, 80, 70-yard touchdowns. And Will Fuller is one of those guys, of course. And if for some reason Will Fuller doesn't go in this game, I might be able to talk myself into playing Kenny Stills. I'd rather not, but he's another one of those guys. Will Fuller's obviously the better player, so I'd rather have Will Fuller in my lineup. But if he doesn't go, I mean, those targets got to go somewhere. And this game, this game's got legit shootout potential in it, the way these two offenses are playing. And really, the division's on the line. These are two eight and five teams. They're, they're, they're fighting for playoff position right now. Uh, I, I don't trust Carlos Hyde, and I don't really trust Duke Johnson, but Duke Johnson's been getting more snaps lately, even though Carlos Hyde had a pretty good game last week. I don't trust either one of them, so proceed with caution. But I, I, it's, a, it's a decent matchup. The, the Titans' defense is not as good as most people think that it is. Uh, I don't see how you can't love Ryan Tannehill. He's got multiple touchdowns in all seven starts this season. Houston's allowed over 300 passing yards and multiple touchdowns in back-to-back -back games. I like A.J. Brown, even though the volume is a concern for the uh, budding young star. Texans have struggled to stop the pass, but they've uh, been a little bit better against wide receivers. Um, so I'm still playing A.J. Brown. He, an, another one of those boom guys that's, you know, he's coming off the huge game last week. He hasn't had back-to-back -back monster games this season. He is a rookie. That's a concern, but there's nobody else in the passing game 
that you really worry about. Like, A.J. Brown is the guy. He has led the team in targets since Ryan Tannehill became the starting quarterback. Derrick Henry has a bad hammy, but he says he'll play, and the, and the division's on the line. So I, I'd expect him to play, and I think he'll be good to go. They're saying he's not going to be on a stab count of any kind. They're, they're, they're going for it today. So I trust the Titans a lot. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Uh, I mean, a lot of you are probably on your way to Arrowhead Stadium right now, or you've probably been there since like 6 a.m. drinking in the uh, in the tailgate lines. Uh, this is not a game that I am envious of. In fact, if I had to go work this game today, I probably would call in sick because I do not want to go anywhere in this weather. It's going to snow all day long. It's going to be awful. Eh, I'm sure it'll be a fun game out at Arrowhead, though, but it's supposed to snow all day. I'm going home after this and just locking myself inside and watching football all day. Need a quick timeout. When we get back, the Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, December 15th. At quarterback, I have Ryan Tannehill stacking him with A.J. Brown, the Titans taking on the Houston Texans. At running back, Chris Carson and Philip Lindsay, who is taking on the Chiefs. At wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders and the Chiefs' own Sammy Watkins. At tight end, David Njoku for the Browns. At flex, Sony Michelle for the New England Patriots, taking on the Bengals. And my defense is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate starts right after this show at 10 a.m. We'll be previewing everything Broncos and Chiefs. We'll talk then. Don't forget to download the radio.com app. That way you can check out the 435 podcast network. Uh, We've got just an insane amount of content that we are cranking out each and every week. Uh, Fulfills all of your sports needs as well as just really entertainment and pop culture. You can check out the Force to Punt podcast with me and Dusty Likens. We release that every Tuesday and Thursday to try to help you advance and win your fantasy lineups like we do each and every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. right here on this very show. And I think we can. I think we can do this even if we did even if we did go against Lamar Jackson. I have faith that we can figure this thing out. Go line goat. I love Raheem Mostert today. I, I don't see how you can't. I mean since taking over as a lead back for the Niners uh, he, he's been able to carry you to fantasy glory. Like, if you've had Raheem Mostert in your lineup the past couple of weeks, odds are you are still alive in your fantasy postseason because he's been that good. And, and Tevin Coleman was garbage for a month and a half before they finally made Raheem Mostert the starter. Matt Breida's not even that involved now. Like, he is the clear-cut guy. He has been the most explosive running back and Atlanta's actually pretty good against running backs. They're, they're cer- certainly better than you realize, uh, but it's still a good matchup for the 49ers. I like Mostert a lot today, and he is getting all of the red zone carries. He, every goal line carry, every carry inside the five-yard line, that is all Raheem Mostert. You know Matt Breed is not getting those carries, so I love Raheem Mostert today. Loud wrong. Devontae Parker's been good all season. Uh, So good that the Dolphins just gave him a nice contract extension, but he did absolutely nothing last week. Uh, In all fairness, he did leave the game with a concussion. I can't really predict that. Otherwise, I think he would have wound up doing all right. 
in a, in a nice matchup, and he's got another nice matchup today. So I'm rolling with him again. I'm putting Devontae Parker in multiple lineups today. All birds. In fact, I love Devontae Parker so much today that I'm also willing to put Ryan Fitzpatrick in my lineup. He's got an incredible matchup against the New York Giants. The the fantasy implications for the Giants and Dolphins game today is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, The Giants just cut Janoris Jenkins because he was tweeting at people during practice, calling people names and refusing to apologize for it. And he has not been particularly good this season, but he was by far the best cornerback that they had. Every other cornerback that they have on the roster, according to Pro Football Focus, is ranked 90 or lower. Incredible matchup for Fitzmagic today. He is going to sling it all over the field. And Chris Carson, I'm going up against Chris Carson in a fantasy lineup, and it's devastating. But in my daily lineups, I mean, Chris Carson is going to be one of the most popular plays on every single daily site today. Going against Carolina Panthers, one of the absolute worst run defenses in football. And I already told you about James White. I like his potential a lot today against a bad Bengals front. Also like A.J. Brown a lot. He's got, I know he hasn't put together the back-to-back consistent games yet this season, but he's had these monster explosive games. I'm hoping he can finally figure out how to do it two times in a row today. Devontae Parker, of course, in my lineup. And Darius Slayton. This is the all-boom lineup. Darius Slayton also had a monster game last week. I think he can do it again against this Miami defense that is absolutely terrible against opposing wide receivers. David Njoku for the Cleveland Browns going against the Arizona Cardinals. They are the worst defense in the NFL against opposing tight ends. And Phil Lindsay against the Chiefs. I mean, we know the Chiefs' run defense is bad. It's snowing all day long. I think Phillip Lindsay is going to get a lot of carries in this game. And I don't see how you can't play the Patriots' defense. They have been a as safe as it gets for you all season long. Let's get back to a few matchups. Speaking of the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, you know it's snowing. And this could mess up the game a little bit. I, I mean, I still like Philip Lindsay. He he did nothing earlier in the season against the Chiefs, but he's getting a lot more work now. I, I, I do trust him in this game. Uh, you can't trust Drew Locke, of course, in your fantasy lineup, so don't get cute with that. Uh, the Chiefs have given up one touchdown pass to opposing quarterbacks in three straight games. Chiefs defense is playing at a level I expect to give Locke some problems. You know, he he's had two very good starts, but the way the Chiefs defense is playing right now, I expect them to to really to to really give him some issues. Uh Cortland Sutton, he did have a decent game the first time they played. I think he had he had eighty seven yards, I believe. Chiefs secondary still been very good against opposing outside wide receivers with the weather. I mean, you still have to play Sutton in my mind. Um because he's just been fantastic all season long and he's been so incredibly consistent. I love Cortland Sutton, but it is a tough matchup, so I understand if you want to try to avoid him and go for one of those bigger boom guys. Uh, Noah Fant was great last week, and it's a decent matchup against the Chiefs, but with the weather, still a concern. Uh, Fant still hasn't been officially... It's not official that he is going to play in this game, uh, as I I believe. So, I I mean, monitor it, but I have to imagine you could try to find a better option than Noah Fant. Uh, You still have to play Tyree Kill. You still have to play Travis Kelsey. I will say the Broncos have been great against tight ends 
all season long. The first matchup was Travis Kelsey's worst yardage output of the season, but he did have Matt Moore in the second half of that game. Uh, Mahomes has struggled fantasy-wise with only one touchdown in three straight games, and the weather, of course, is concerning. The Broncos secondary has been good, but not straight-up lockdown recently. I don't think you can trust Sammy or McColl, of course. Uh, if you if you manage to make it to the semifinal with Mahomes' performance last week, I honestly think I I would look at another option this week. Um, you know he he's he is an incredible quarterback, but fantasy wise, weather wise, he's just so banged up. I I just don't trust him right now. I don't I don't see how you could like if Ryan Tannehill or Baker Mayfield are are floating around out there on your waiver wire still. I think I would pick up one of those guys and play them over Patrick Mahomes today. Uh, Tyreek Hill likely going to see Chris Harris, but Chris Harris a little banged up, and he hasn't been as good lately. So, so I think that's still a matchup that you like. Uh, they Ian Rapport just tweeted a little bit ago. They don't expect Damian Williams to be active today. Active today. Spencer Ware led them in snaps last week. Lashawn McCoy definitely still involved. I I don't see how you could trust any of these running backs. But with the weather, like I, I could easily see Spencer Ware just coming out of nowhere and having like 15 carries in this game. I, I just think that the Chiefs really like Spencer Ware and what he does for them. Uh, the Miami Dolphins at the New York Giants. I already told you I love this matchup. Uh, Patrick Laird is a viable option today. I hate it because I'm playing against him, but he is still a, a viable option. The Giants' run defense has actually been pretty good since they traded for Leonard Williams, uh, but they've been absolutely awful against pass-catching backs, and that's what Laird does. Like he He's not even... He's not even a good running back. He's just a good pass catcher. That's that's all he's done in that offense so far. Uh, Devontae Parker is expected to play, so I still think you can play him. Uh, I've got him in multiple lineups. Uh, the Giants just cut Janoris Jenkins, who is their only reasonable cornerback. So I'd be fine playing Parker. And the Giants have given up 18 wide receiver touchdowns on the season. Uh, I don't hate Eli this week either. He was out there slinging it last week. Darius Slayton had a good chemistry with Eli, and the Dolphins have given up nine wide receiver touchdowns in the last four games. Slayton's one of those boomer bust guys. He's got three multi-touchdown games on the season. So I, so I love Slayton today. I still like Sterling Shepard, too, because even with Slayton going off last week, Sterling Shepard was still heavily involved. Eli Manning's got the chemistry with him already. He likes Sterling Shepard. I think he's going to be heavily involved. He's another guy that I think could could really show up today. So so if you if he's floating around out there still, I would go add him if he's available. Uh, Golden Tate only had one target from Eli last week. So he, he's more familiar with Shepard. Uh, no Slayton. Like, I, I think that those are your guys. I think you want to avoid Golden Tate. Uh, Saquon Barkley has, has to be able to produce against the Dolphins. Like, he, Saquon Barkley... He hasn't been awful. He, he's been okay, but for what, where you drafted him at, you know, he was the number one or number two pick in your fantasy drafts. You know, you expect incredible weekly fantasy output from him, and he certainly hasn't lived up to that, but it's a fantastic matchup. He's still an elite player in my mind. He has to be able to produce against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, let's hit a quick timeout, uh, but when we get back, we'll be joined by uh, my good friend Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Download the Radio.com app to listen to 610 Sports Radio wherever you are. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. As always, every Sunday at this time, we are joined by Ben Heisler. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heis. What's going on, Heis? Hey, Serta, how are you, man? You ready for the semis in the snow today? Not really. 
I'm already down. I'm already down 57 points thanks to Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. It's really ruining my Sunday, to be completely honest. On top of the fact that it's going to snow for 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you you packed in enough water and sardines to get you through the next 48 hours. But uh, yeah, I think this is one of those times, and you know, I think for anybody listening that's in a similar predicament, that going up against you know a Lamar Jackson type of opponent from Thursday. Uh, you do need to adjust your lineup. You can't just say, well, I'm still going to play the, the highest projected guys. Uh, you might have to go ahead and, and play more boom or bust type plays, uh, knowing that those are the type of uh, opportunities and performances that you're going to need to win today. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially every lineup that I've got out there today. I am just going all boom. So I'm either going to score like 40 points or I'm going to have like 150 points in all of my lineup. So yeah, that's we'll see how it goes, it. but it's, uh, it's, it's stressful. It's a stressful <laughs> Sunday morning. Well, hopefully we can uh, help avoid stress for everybody else. That's in either a similar predicament or uh, they haven't had their matchup started yet. So there's, there's some really intriguing games on this slate, especially like for those that are trying to figure out, where do I go in daily this week? Or if I need to pick up somebody to make a, a high risk, high reward type lineup, there's a few matchups that I think a lot of people can target uh, as we move on today. Well, so one of those, it feels like boom matchups that shouldn't be fantasy relevant, but really, really is the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants. There's a bunch of pieces in this game that I want in all of my lineups. Yeah, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable. You have two terrible defenses. Um, the, the weather in New York shouldn't be much of a factor. Uh, no Daniel Jones once again, so Eli Manning will get a chance to take his overall record in his career once again back to the 500 mark. And I think starting on the Giants side, um, you brought up Darius Slayton. This is a guy that's had no less than seven targets in his last four games, and he's going against the Miami defense. That's been atrocious and beaten passes over the course of the entire season. So you're dealing with a, a, a deep burner in Slayton that maybe Eli isn't going to necessarily hit deep, but, you know, crossing routes uh, all of a sudden breaks free. I think Slayton is a fantastic play today. Uh, Saquon Barkley, this is a fascinating case for somebody that has really let a lot of fantasy owners down since he's come back in the second half. But if there was ever a time for him to break free, it's this week. Um, even though the numbers haven't been there, sort of, he's still gotten no less than 17 rushing attempts in his last three games. He's still being targeted in the passing game as well. I think Saquon Barkley might be getting overlooked because of his bad second half, but he's still one of the top running backs, in my opinion. And then on the other side for Miami, uh, certainly Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to chuck the ball downfield. He'll do so against the bad New York Giants secondary that just got rid of Janoris Jenkins. So Janoris Jenkins is having a bad year. So the guy replacing him is even worse than he is. So that's another great matchup for Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think Patrick Laird, once again, is another play. And he was the backup to the backup to the backup to the backup running back by the time the season started. But he's targeted both in the running game uh, and in the passing game as well. Mike Kosecki, another potential option in the passing game as well. And, you know, we'll see whether or not Devontae Parker is able to go. I don't know if you've seen anything, sir, as to whether or not uh, he's not going to be cleared. But uh, when he's active and healthy, that's as good of a matchup as you can get against the Giants. I believe he was removed from the concussion protocol, so it sounds like he is going to play in this game. Yeah, and, and again, you're talking about a guy that up until last week had seen four consecutive weeks of 10-plus targets in the passing game. 
uh, two of which he went over 135 yards. So he's a must-play, especially he's been sitting on your bench in your fantasy league. Go ahead and fire him up with confidence today. So speaking of Darius Slayton, there's there's a ton of really good young wide receivers in the NFL right now, and I'm just curious what your opinion is on this. Um, in next year's fantasy drafts, I'm curious who you would take higher. A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, D.J. Chark, or Darius Slayton? Like, of those young wide receivers, where do you have those guys ranked? Oh, man. All right. So, we got Slayton, we have Chark, and I feel like I'm answering somebody's like, who should, who do I play between these four guys that I'm trying to remember all of them? Uh, I probably would go Cortland Sutton first. Um, and, again, I, I think there's a rapport with a young quarterback that's established. He's the clear number one option on that team. Uh, with DJ Chark, you know, the numbers were there with Minshew, but we just don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. And he's got other talented wide receivers around him, um, and D.D. Westbrook and Chris Conley. So I worry about his target volume. Same thing with Darius Slayton. Like, he's still going to be competing for targets against Evan Ingram, um, you know, as well as Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. A.J. Brown, man, like, from, from a deep play perspective, he's been great. But he's also been pretty up and down all year long. Um, I, I think if I had to rank them, I'd probably go Sutton one, Brown two, Slayton three, um, and, and then whoever the fourth guy is fourth. But they're all they're all going to be good wide receivers. I don't think it's necessarily this this huge breakdown between the four of them. But I, I, I think Cortland Sutton, based on that year two breakout, would probably be the first guy off the board for me. We mentioned the snow outside today. It's going to snow all day long and well into Monday afternoon if you uh... – believe the weather forecast is that gonna are you going to fade any kansas city chiefs in your fantasy lineups today due to the weather i'm not fading the elite level guys i'm not fading Mahomes. i'm not fading travis kelsey and, and i'm not fading tyreek hill i'd have a little bit of trepidation maybe about playing tyreek hill just because Mahomes is still dealing with that injury a little bit throwing deep today isn't going to be a lot of fun but he's still an elite level wide receiver he's still a wide receiver one uh, in a good matchup today. But, you know, I, I know that this likely leads to more of a running attack, but there's just nobody on Kansas City's run game that you can trust. So um, I don't necessarily think this is going to be a major issue. There's still going to be some snow. We'll see what the wind situation ends up looking like. And, you know, then on the Broncos side, maybe the only guy that I honestly feel really comfortable playing today uh, is the guy that we mentioned before, Cortland Sutton, uh, just because he sees so many targets in this passing game. Denver likely is going to be playing from behind with uh, Kansas City being, I think, nine, ten-point favorites at this point. So he's probably the only guy I know that Philip Lindsay has a good matchup, but he really struggled against Kansas City last time out. Uh, I just think they shut down the Broncos today. And, uh, yes, Drew Locke coming in, it's a homecoming game for him, and he's been terrific his first couple games. But uh, this is just not the ideal place nor weather situation uh, that bodes well for, for Drew Locke and for the Denver Broncos coming in today. Who are some of your other top sleepers on the day that are going to help us advance to our fantasy finals? I, I mentioned D.D. Westbrook a moment ago, um, You know, especially with no D.J. Chark today. I think he's in line for a massive game. Really, I, I think both him uh, and Chris Conley are in play, especially if Conley takes over that, uh, that outside spot that Chark has been so effective in um, over the last several weeks and really all season long. So uh, I, I think he's in a terrific spot today brought up Patrick Laird. I think that's another guy that I'm really intrigued by for today. Uh, and then one of the quarterback spot. He's actually had two bad weeks in a row, but I think this is a really good matchup for him. Kyler Murray, 
uh, going up against the Cleveland Browns today. Running quarterbacks have just destroyed the Browns' defense. Uh, Kyler Murray is second to Lamar Jackson in yards per game at the quarterback spot. So Kyler Murray, Patrick Laird, and, and two of those uh, Jacksonville wide receivers and Chris Conley and D.D. Westbrook, uh, I think are really nice players. I think you can even have a pretty sneaky stack um, you know, if you're looking for low ownership in daily with, uh, with Minshew, uh, Didi, and Chris Conley, uh, and then run it back with Darren Waller on the other side, and that's going to leave you a lot of money to be able to get your guys like Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette and Chris Carson, who are all in fantastic matchups this week, uh, and get really low ownership on, on a team that nobody really wants to touch right now. Can you start Odell Beckham in your fantasy lineup today? Because you know he's he's been one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy, in my opinion. But on paper, he does have a decent matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. He also had a decent matchup on paper last week against the Cincinnati Bengals and finished with five targets, two catches for 39 yards. So um, I, I'm with you. I, I think if you're going to play Odell Beckham, if you drafted him and depended on who else you have on your roster, I think he's still startable. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game of the day in the dome against Arizona. I think their cart, their, their defense uh, really hasn't proven a whole heck of a lot this year. Peterson only really shadows on one side of the field. So yeah, I, I think Beckham is in play, but you just kind of have to be prepared for all situations. Is it going to be the Odell Beckham that we've seen most of the year where he gets six, seven targets, gets maybe three, four catches for 40 yards or is it going to be the Odell Beckham that gets 11 targets for 101 yards and a couple touchdowns? We just don't know who we're going to see. Um, but if you're trusting it based off of the matchup, I absolutely believe he's in play. Follow him on Twitter at Benny. Hi, Swee. We'll catch up with you next week, Ben, after hopefully we uh, survive in advance. Let's survive, my friend. I'll talk to you soon, Sarda. Over the top. Kenny Galladay has uh, still found a way to be productive, even with uh, David Bluff as his starting quarterback. Uh, they get the worst secondary in the NFL this week. TJ Hawkinson is on IR. Marvin Jones is on IR. He doesn't have anybody else to throw to besides Kenny. Bo Scarborough's questionable to play. Kenny Galladay, I think, is going to have a very nice game today. I think he should absolutely be in your fantasy football lineups. Let's knock out another quick matchup. Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington R's. So Boston Scott came out of nowhere last week and had 128 total yards. Uh, I mean, that was with the banged up Miles Sanders. Like Miles Sanders, still a you know a high round draft pick, still a young talented running back. We assume he is going to be the starter today. He he should be good to go. He was cramping last week when he left the game. That led the way for Boston Scott to have his. Uh, explosion. Jordan Howard expected to be out in this game. So I, I think Miles Sanders still has to be in your lineup. Uh, Washington struggles against opposing rushers and uh, Scott could find himself involved here, but I don't see how you could start him with any type of confidence. Uh, Nelson Aguilar also out in this game. Alshon Jeffries done for the year. I just don't see how you can play Carson Wentz on top of the fact that Washington's defense is actually pretty good. Uh, they've been, they've been really good over the back half of the season. Uh, you know, you saw what Aaron Rodgers did against them last week. He was not very productive at all. I think that's that's what Carson Wentz is looking at today, too. I just do not see a situation where you can put Carson Wentz into your lineup. Uh, but you do have to love Zach Ertz. Uh, Washington, their pass defense has been pretty good, but they've been pretty good against opposing wide receivers. Uh, they're actually bottom five against opposing tight ends. So I love Zach Ertz, and I like Dallas Goddard today. I, I, think, I think both of those guys, like, they're the only – 
offensive weapons that Carson Wentz really has right now that that have that have been any type of consistent and and they're the only talented players really that he has to throw to right now. So I think Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz both have to be in your lineup. Uh, Adrian Peterson's going to get a ton of carries today because they lost Darius Geis yet again to injury. Uh, but the Eagles run defense has been top 10 all year. So I, I don't think that you could start Adrian Peterson with any type of confidence. But if you don't have anybody else, he will get a lot of volume. Uh, and the Eagles have given up a rushing touchdown in four straight games. So so there could be some potential upside there. Chris Thompson caught seven passes last week. So he's a deep, deep, desperate dart throw. Uh, and Terry, Terry went off earlier this year against the Eagles, but that was with Case Keenum as his quarterback, not Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins has ruined all of Terry McLaurin's value. He did catch a touchdown last week, but it was it was an incredible touchdown catch that Terry just made an absurd play on because Haskins was totally trying to throw it straight to the defender. So I don't think you can look at that as a positive or a reasoning for you to start Terry in this football game. Uh, let's hit a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll get to some more of these matchups. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson here giving you my daily fantasy lineup for this week. I've got Kyler Murray at the quarterback spot, uh, Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drakes as my running back, going with Chris Godwin, who should get a lot of targets with uh, Mike Evans being out. Odell Beckham Jr. and Chris Conley with DJ Chark likely missing this week. Travis Kelsey is my tight end. Philip Lindsay is my flex. And I'm going with the Patriots defense who is going to get right against the Cincinnati Bengals. Be sure to listen to me and Pete Sweeney on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate getting you ready for Chiefs Broncos coming up here in a little bit. Catch you later. Arrowhead Pride tailgate coming up in about 13 minutes. Uh, We still have a ton of matchups that we need to get to, and we still have a uh, lot of questions on the text line, 69306. Send me your lineup questions. I will try to get those answered before we get out of here at 10 o'clock. Top off player of the week. He hasn't shown the consistency you want out of a number one wide receiver, but he's an amazing player in a low-volume offense. A.J. Brown seems like he is blossoming into a star for the Titans, and since Ryan Tannehill took over, he leads the team in targets. Hasn't put together back-to-back monster games yet this season, but I still like him in a game against a beatable Texan secondary. This game obviously has massive playoff implications for these two teams, so I expect them to both show up today. I like multiple players on both sides of the ball. I love A.J. Brown, and I love Will Fuller on the other side. Those are two of those boom guys that we've been talking about that are going to help put you over the top. Love A.J. Brown today. Soft hands catch. Rivers has time and going deep, and the pass, is it caught? Are you kidding me? Touchdown. Touchdown by Mike Williams. Mike Williams has had a nice season. Uh, In year number three, he's finally stayed mostly healthy, uh, and he's got a good chance at going over 1,000 yards before the season's done. It only took him 14 weeks to catch his first touchdown of the season. Uh, That positive regression finally came through for Mike Williams. Uh, I do like him a lot today. I think that he's got to figure out a way to get in the end zone a couple of more times before the end of the season. 
He's just too talented of a player. Like, right now, I would rather have Mike Williams in my lineup than Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen's had, like, three consecutive solid games. But Keenan Allen, we kind of know what he is and what we'll get out of him. So we don't really have a lot of faith that Keenan Allen's going to to be a, a legitimate difference maker. But Mike Williams does have that potential. Get back to the matchups. The Seahawks at the Carolina Panthers. Kyle Allen might be a reasonable start today. He's got six touchdown passes and two rushing touchdowns in his last three games. Seahawks secondary has has struggled to stop really anybody that's capable of throwing a football. Uh, DJ Moore has gotten so much volume. I think you have to play him this week, Uh, but you can't play Curtis Samuel. Ian Thomas had a touchdown last week, and the Seahawks are bottom three against opposing tight ends. Like Ian Thomas a lot. If he's available, go pick him up right now. Of course, you play Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Panthers' run defense is absolutely garbage. Chris Carson's going to be the most popular play in all daily fantasy sites today. Panthers have allowed 21 running back touchdowns this season. They're awful. Rashad Penny is done for the year. Chris Carson is probably going to knock me out of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Big bounce back opportunity for Russell Wilson, who's been pretty bad over the last month. I'm still worried about it because the Seahawks have gone full-blown run attack recently, and I don't really expect them to change that in a positive matchup against the Panthers. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Oakland Raiders. Josh Jacobs is back this week, but it's still concerning because he's playing with a fractured shoulder. Jags are the worst run defense in the NFL over the last month, though. They're getting torched by virtually everybody. So I think DeAndre Washington... Could still possibly be in play today. Even if Jacobs plays the whole game, I still think that DeAndre Washington is going to be involved in this game. And he was productive last week with no Jacobs. And that that particular injury really concerns me because if he if he lowers his shoulder or he gets hit uh, right there, I feel like it could just knock him back out of the game. So DeAndre Washington, while risky, I think is somebody worth your consideration. I'm not starting any other Oakland Raider in my fantasy playoffs. Uh, no, D, no DJ Chark for the Jags today, which is which sucks because, again, I have DJ Chark, so why wouldn't he be out? It's a great matchup for him in a, uh, in a breakout season, but he is not active, unfortunately. It's a great matchup for Leonard Fournette. Uh, he's quietly becoming a legitimate part of the passing game for the Jags, and the Raiders have given up five running back touchdowns in the last two games. Fournette, obviously, in your lineup. D.D. Westbrook uh, in a very nice spot today to – potentially take over as number one wide receiver with no DJ Chark. Uh, Chris Conley, also a big boom dart throw. The Raiders secondary is absolutely garbage. Even Keelan Cole is a, uh, is a dart throw. I'm not willing to start Keelan Cole, but I've seen, I've seen him as a name that's been floated around out there. Uh, I do like Gardner Minshew this week, despite his struggles because the Raiders defense has given up multiple passing touchdowns nine times this season. Cleveland Browns at the Arizona Cardinals. I like Baker a lot this week. Cardinals the worst team in fantasy against opposing quarterbacks, and they are the worst tight end defense in the NFL. So I like David Njoku a lot today. Jarvis Landry is in for a very good game as well. Cardinals getting torched by every slot wide receiver they play. Odell Beckham should be in for a good game. Um, you know, he's probably going to see Patrick Peterson a lot, but Patrick Peterson hasn't been quite as locked down this season as he normally is. So, I mean, this should be a, a good all-around offensive game for the Browns, but Odell has has let you down several times this season. I, I think I would still put him in my lineup, but uh, you, you, can't get, you can't get pissed if he doesn't do anything. Um, you have to play Nick Chubb, and I think you have to play Kareem Hunt. They, they both have potential, but uh, 
you you really need a big play from both, but uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, so I think they can both be productive today. Uh, Kyler Murray's really struggled. His uh, defenses have figured out that Cliff Kingsbury offense. I still think Kyler is worth a look, but I don't really want to play him today. Uh, Christian Kirk is getting a ton of targets still, but hasn't done anything with the targets. Uh, Fitz has been awful. Kenyon Drake is the lead back, but the Browns just got torched by Joe Mixon. Uh, David Johnson is supposed to be healthy now, but he's not the lead back anymore. So I don't know how you can put him in your fantasy lineup. The Vikings at the Chargers. Dalvin Cook has seriously slowed down over the last month, but he's still scoring touchdowns. Uh, Alexander Madison is out in this one, so that could mean a few more carries for Dalvin Cook. Uh, the Chargers once suspect run defense has actually been pretty good, but you still uh, you still have to play Dalvin Cook, obviously. Adam Thielen is back in this game. And he's got a decent matchup against Desmond King, who has really struggled this season. I, but he's been better lately. He's still not uh, playing at an elite level like he was last year. Stefan Diggs has had a bad matchup against Casey Hayward. Uh, but he's been good all year for the most part. Outside of the Cortland Sutton game where Cortland Sutton went off against them, um, Casey Hayward has been pretty good. Stefan Diggs, though, I, I t- some of his biggest games this season have come in these situations where he's been against uh, tough opposing cornerbacks. So I still like Diggs today, I, and I think you can play Thielen, e- even coming back from injury, being a little bit worried about that. I understand why you're worried, but also with Thielen, if you've made it this far without him, odds are you could probably just go without him. If you're if you're apprehensive about playing him at all, just don't, if, you, if you've made it this far without him anyways. Uh, I don't love Kirk Cousins this week, uh, even though he's been, he's been fantastic all year, just a tough matchup. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, he's been great. Recently, but you know, with with Thielen involved again, I, I don't know that Kyle Rudolph is going to get enough targets. Before Thielen's injury, uh, Kyle Rudolph was not involved in the offense like at all. Uh, Austin Eckler every week start for me, but the Vikings have actually been pretty good against opposing pass catching backs, and they've they've struggled to stop the rushing attack. So I I think you still start Eckler and you still start Melvin Gordon. They're both getting enough work. And Austin Eckler has just been fantastic all season long. He's just got too much potential for you to put him on your bench. Uh, the pass defense here is more intriguing. I'm not playing Phil in any of my fantasy playoff matchups because, for the most part, he's been awful this season, even with a couple of good games here recently. Uh, but the Vikings have given up a passing touchdown in every game but one this season. Uh, so Keenan Allen actually had three straight good games, shockingly. But the Vi- And the Vikings have struggled against opposing slot wide receivers. Uh, Mike Williams, another one of those boom upside guys for me. He he only has the one touchdown of the year, but he's a big play waiting to happen. I wouldn't be mad at you if you started Mike Williams at all. Uh, Hunter Henry is in your lineup, even though the Vikings have only given up one tight end touchdown on the season. The Rams at the Cowboys. Todd Gurley's just a bell cow running back again. The Cowboys run defense has been very good, though. Uh, so, so even if you made the playoffs, I, I mean, Gurley's got to be in your lineup because... He's just he's finally getting the work that you drafted Todd Gurley to get. Uh, Jared Goff is finally playing well, uh, but I don't see how you're confident in playing him. Cooper Cup has a nice matchup, and he's got to be in your lineup without a doubt. He had a touchdown last week, but for some reason he got a really slow snap count. Don't really know what that's about. He's the best wide receiver on the team. Uh, Robert Woods has exploded back-to-back big games, so he could be in your lineup. The Cowboys, the Cowboys secondary has, has struggled quite a bit this season. So, so I think that Woods is a guy you can definitely consider. Uh, Brandon Cooks is not getting even – he's not even getting targets now. So Brandon Cooks, uh, you, could, you could just straight up drop Brandon Cooks if you wanted to. 
Uh, Dak Prescott's been thrown a lot more over the last month, but the uh, Rams secondary has been great since they added Jalen Ramsey. I don't love Dak this week, but he has put up huge numbers at home, so there's hope there. Uh, Cooper, who's been struggling to get, who, who's been struggling quite a bit recently, he's probably going to get Jalen Ramsey a lot today, so I don't love Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup's actually gotten more targets than him lately, so I think that I'd rather play Michael Gallup than Amari Cooper. He's another one of those boom guys. Uh, Zeke is, of course, in your lineup. The Rams' run defense has only allowed one rushing touchdown since week six. Run defense has been great all year, so I don't I don't love that for Ezekiel Elliott today, but I don't see how uh, you could bench him in the fantasy postseason. Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G, quietly been a very productive fantasy QB over the last month and a half. Uh, really, since Emmanuel Sanders was added, Jimmy G in this passing game has been much better. I like Jimmy G against this Falcons team, but this game kind of has blowout potential, so it still worries me. They could just run the hell out of the ball in the second half. Uh, Debo Samuel over the last five weeks has been incredible. Uh, he he's a a truly ascending player right now, and with Emmanuel Sanders, I think you I think you can play both of those guys today. George Kittle's obviously in your lineup, and Raheem Mostert has to be in your lineup. Uh, Atlanta is a little bit better against running backs than you probably realize. But the way he's been playing in that 49ers offense, that Kyle Shanahan running attack, I think that Mostert absolutely has to be in your lineup. You can't start Tevin Coleman or Matt Breida. Uh, Devontae Freeman got his first rushing touchdown of the season, or really his first rushing touchdown in two years last week. Uh, I don't think that means he's going to do anything against the San Francisco 49ers, however. They've only allowed three running back touchdowns all season. Matt Ryan has been wonderful for fantasy this year. Um but it's still a tough matchup, and the Niners don't have Richard Sherman. They're missing a couple other key players on that defense. No D Ford. Uh, so I, I think you still have to play Matt Ryan. I think he still has uh, legit fantasy potential today, even without Calvin Ridley. Love Julio. Julio's got to get all the targets today. And and Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper absolutely has to be in your lineup. The uh, Bills at the Steelers. Make it pretty simple. I mean, you can start James Conner, I guess, and Devin Singletary. Outside of that, I don't want anything to do with that game. It's gross. Start Marlon Mack. The Saints are missing two key run defenders. I think Marlon Mack still has potential to have a very nice game on Monday Night Football. And I like Drew Brees a lot. Uh, Colts secondary is still pretty good, but I think Drew Brees gets it done this week. So, that's it. We got through all the matchups. Go out there, survive in advance. Go win your fantasy postseason matchup. Hopefully this helps. I am going to go home and cry because I probably already lost. Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson, Arrowhead Pride Tailgate, coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 